Welcome to the Healing with Hope podcast. My name's Sam Callor, and I'm here to share support with you on your journey of healing and growth. So if you can please take a moment to rate and review the podcast, this really helps me to reach more people that need to hear these messages of hope. And if you have a topic request or a question that you want me to elaborate on, please reach out to my email, sam at samcalwart.com and follow me on Instagram at sam underscore calwart. Hello, and welcome back to the Healing with Hope podcast. Today, we are going to be taking a deep dive into the nervous system. So I really believe that the more that we can understand our own nervous system, understand what nervous system regulation really means, along with how to begin implementing some tools to self-regulate the more that we can really empower our journey towards healing and growth. Because the deeper that we know ourselves, the deeper that we understand the mind-body connection, the more equipped we are to handle stressors in our lives. And that is the one constant in our lives. I talk about this often, that we're going to face some major obstacles and challenges, and that this life is not easy uh, by any means. And we often go through some pretty massive struggles, whether it's within our health, within our relationships, within our finance, within our marriage, with our children, with our family. And so the more we can learn to self-regulate, I truly believe that it just really sets us up for more success and not feeling as though the whole world is falling apart uh, when we do go through those deeper challenges. And Before we dive into that, I do want to note that ultimately for me and my own journey, I have found the most peace through my relationship with God and through my continuing to seek Him and to dive into scripture and to go to church and by filling my mind with His word and with His hope it really has allowed me to have this sense of unshakable peace and faith in where I'm headed. And I get asked all the time, you know, how can I learn to let go? How can I stop being so gripped by fear within my life? And ultimately within my own life, it's been understanding that by releasing all of my own internal struggles and burdens and giving them to God and laying them at his feet that I ultimately have found the most peace. So I wanted to touch on that first because I really believe that our spiritual health plays such a huge role into the physical health of our bodies, right? And the more spiritually strong we are, uh, uh, the more mentally, emotionally, and physically balanced we will feel. I truly believe that it starts with our spiritual well-being. So doing that internal check-in with yourself, where are you at spiritually in your connection to God? And how can you strengthen that connection? It's something that I really had to begin asking myself in the last couple weeks and months. And really, again, for me, that was diving back into scripture, uh, listening to more praise and worship music. This is what has really given me this sense of unshakable peace and faith, even amidst some massive health challenges, even amidst a miscarriage that I had in March, and going through these really tough experiences. And, you know, ultimately, 
I absolutely had a lot of doubts and fears and uncertainties. And so continuing to strengthen that connection for me through prayer, through scripture, and through just connecting with God on a more personal level has been massively transformative for me within my own journey towards nervous system regulation and healing. Uh, So I wanted to touch on that spiritual piece first. So now let's dive into nervous system dysregulation. Where does this really stem from? So unfortunately, nervous system dysregulation is something that we likely can all relate to. And when we look at where does this truly stem from, oftentimes it is unresolved trauma from our past, childhood, adolescence, early 20s, that was left unresolved. And what happens is that we have this experience of wounding within our lives, and it leaves us in this state of perpetual fight and flight. But sometimes when we look back at our past, we don't have this glaring moment of dysregulation that came from trauma, from a traumatic experience, but sometimes it's just coming from small moments throughout our life or our environment that over time build up. And our bodies, our nervous system can only handle so much emotional suppression and trying to hold it all together and dealing with a lot of chronic stress within our environment before we begin to experience physical manifestations of dysregulation. And I'm going to talk about in a moment how this shows up. But oftentimes, it's just simply relationship conflicts from our past. It is having experiences within our childhood with peers or our parents that felt deeply wounding where we felt hurt or misunderstood or not respected. It's coming from the daily stressors and demands of our life of moving through this society at such a fast pace and feeling as though we can never catch up and there's always more to do. And then ultimately having this really strong inner critic or inner demand on ourselves. That's something that I've really dealt with within my own life is putting a lot of this stress on myself internally. Uh, So there are several uh, ways that our nervous system becomes dysregulated, but What happens is as the nervous system becomes dysregulated, as we go into these heightened states of either freeze, fight, flight, remembering first and foremost that these are protective states of being from our nervous system because our nervous system is constantly looking for cues of safety within our environment. And social behavior and connection to others around us can really be this first indicator of how our nervous system understands if something within our environment is a threat. So if we had a threat and didn't feel fully safe with a parent or a loved one as a small child, for example, we may still be holding on to this protective mechanism of perpetually being in fight or flight. And now our nervous system believes that everyone in our environment is a threat. And so this may show up as social anxiety, for example. So understanding that there is this direct connection between our social behavior and neural regulation, which shifts our own physiology. So 
either turning off that threat response and optimizing homeostasis or turning on the threat response, depending on what is in our environment and continuing to ignore and suppress our emotions turns off these feedback loops within our body uh, from the nervous system. And this is when disease is expressed. So there are several mechanisms that come into play with understanding our nervous system and understanding what is keeping us in this state of perpetual dysregulation within our environment, and then understanding that we do often default to certain states. So for example, we may have a very common freeze response within our nervous system, which is hypoarousal, which shows up as disassociation, numbness, depression, feeling shut down, feeling hopeless, feeling trapped, feeling a lot of shame. So these are symptoms of freeze within our nervous system and how that shows up mentally and emotionally. Well, fight or flight that's going to show up quite differently. So fight or flight is hyperarousal, and this is going to show up as rage, anger, irritation, frustration, panic, anxiety, worry, fear. And these states of being will often show up most in close relation with others. So through our partnerships, for example, or through intimate loved ones or our family, because again, there's that direct connection between social behavior and neural regulation, okay? So we may opt or default to a certain response within the nervous system. We may also kind of go on this roller coaster of one day being in freeze or even being in freeze for a few weeks and then up-regulating to fight and flight of hyperarousal, of feeling a lot of anger and irritation, frustration, anxiety, worry, all of these things. And remembering that these are very primal mechanisms within the nervous system and the body. We detect dangers before we consciously think about them. So our body is so intelligent and it really is constantly sensing the world around us for cues of safety or danger often based on past experiences. So the more that we can begin to cue the body and nervous system into safety on a consistent basis, the more we are going to help bring the body and the nervous system back into this state of balance, of feeling calm connection, of feeling groundedness, of curiosity and openness within our relationships, of feeling compassionate, of being really mindful in the present moment. So what does nervous system regulation really mean then? Nervous system regulation is really just moving out of heightened states of hypervigilance back into those calm states of being really settled in our bodies and in our minds, being very mindful, being open and understanding, feeling grounded and reconnected to our bodies. So it's this ability to have flexibility and adapt during times of challenge in our lives. So we have, again, those self-soothing techniques in our toolbox. We can come back to that state of connection, safety, 
calm, feeling very open and curious about our environment, instead of being in this state of perpetual protection, we are now open to connection. So this is what it means to regulate your nervous system. It does not mean that at all times you are going to feel grounded and really calm. It just means that during these times of hypervigilance, when you move into states of anger and rage or disassociation, depression, shutdown, that you can bring calm, compassion, and awareness towards when you're moving into those old states, old ways of being from the nervous system, and then gently use your self-soothing techniques to come back into a state of regulation and homeostasis or balance within the nervous system and within the body. So this is what it is really about, having the flexibility and the awareness to move in and out of these states And truly, again, consistency through these practices is key because you cannot go to the gym one time and all of a sudden be completely toned and ripped and have massive muscles, right? And so the same goes for our nervous system and our internal body. So let me give you a few ways that you can begin to self-regulate in moments where you feel that you are coming into dysregulation so that you can feel more of that internal peace and sense of groundedness. Because remember, our mental, emotional, spiritual state has a direct reflection on the physiology of our body. Neuroscience shows this, this really deep connection between the mind and the body. So when those symptoms of dysregulation physically show up, and you're experiencing migraine headaches all of a sudden, you're experiencing IBS, You're experiencing bloating and discomfort after meals. You're experiencing an uptake of chronic pain and inflammation within the body. You're experiencing brain fog, insomnia, memory loss. All of these are indicators of nervous system dysregulation and that it's time to simply come back to yourself, come back to regulating the body and to pull out a couple of these tools within your toolbox. So the first is self-havening touch. This is simply taking your hands and maybe giving yourself a squeeze. So giving yourself a hug, softly touching the body in any way that feels good, maybe squeezing the top of the thighs or giving your belly a massage. This is going to help release oxytocin, which directly then shuts off cortisol, the stress hormone within the body. The other is breath. You know that I am a huge proponent of breath work to use as a tool to simply shut off the stress response and come back into a state of groundedness. And studies show that functional breathing, so breathing in through your nose and then exhaling through your mouth, making that exhale long, slow, extended is extremely beneficial for shutting off the stress response within the body. And this is why I have a massive library of all kinds of really powerful breath practices for you to implement on a daily basis. So what I recommend is five to 10 minutes of 
breath work on a daily basis, whether that's first thing in the morning or mid-afternoon, any time that you can check in with yourself for a few minutes and practice breath work. You can even listen to these as you're going for a walk or while you're doing your infrared sauna or while you're in the shower. Whatever works, if you need to habit stack as I often do and combining breath work with something else that you're doing, that can be really beneficial for just implementing it in a way that feels effortless, that doesn't feel like it's taking a lot of time out of your day. So any of the breath practices within the Rising Breath uh, Patreon membership, those can be done with eyes opened or closed and are just a really powerful practice for building breath awareness and deepening that understanding of the mind-body connection, using your breath, feeling an instant shift. And I'm so excited that Patreon finally opened the ability for me to give a seven-day free trial to everyone who wants to try out these breath practices. So I'm going to leave a link within the show notes and you can sign up for that free trial at any time. And then also looking at how you can add more vocal sounds into your day because using gargling, humming, singing, vocalizing sounds like or these kind of humming sounds, you'll feel that vibration in the very back of your neck. And what this does is it helps to tone the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is simply a nerve, massive tube, pathway that runs through the center of your body and it's the surveillance system of your and regulator of your organs and also constantly again looking out for these cues of safety or danger so by directly stimulating the vagus nerve through humming singing vocalizing anything where you're really uh, toning that vagus nerve and feeling the hum in the back of the throat. This is going to directly help downregulate any hyper arousal within the body and allow you to come back into this state of groundedness, feeling very settled in the body, having a calm sense of connection, feeling safe within your environment, reconnected deeply to your breath and your body. So that is a really powerful practice I now implement anytime I can in the car, in the shower, while I'm on a walk. And it's been something that's been really powerful for me. And I highly recommend you give it a try. And then lastly, cold exposure. You know that I'm a huge fan of this. Whether you are simply splashing cold water on your face first thing in the morning, dunking your face in a cold bowl of water, jumping into a cold plunge tub or pool or lake, or just turning the shower on ice cold for 30 seconds to two minutes, this is going to activate directly the vagus nerve and then help to decrease inflammation, help to activate the parasympathetic nervous system of rest and digest, immediately help shift your state into one of that calm connection and being more mindful and fully present. And this is one that I add into my routine probably every other day. I'm doing some sort of cold immersion and it feels so good and you do get used to it. It's a little shocking at first, but it's the endorphins that are released afterwards that just make you feel incredible. So definitely give that a try. So you'll notice that all of these tips that I've given you to self-regulate, 
to begin the process of understanding and deepening the connection to your physiology, all of those tools are completely free. They do not require you to spend money on fancy supplements or fancy treatments or have to see someone in order to experience the benefits. These are all tools you can implement today for free, and they're so beneficial if you stack these so you add multiple practices in one day, and then again, through consistency within one to two weeks, you're going to feel a massive difference in your state coming out of hypervigilance back into this state of balance. So again, those Five ways to regulate your nervous system are the self-havening touch, giving yourself a loving squeeze, a self-massage, whatever feels good, functional nose breathing, so breathing in through your nose, and then ensuring that you extend your exhale, so extending your exhale two times longer than your inhale. And again, I have tons of guided practices in the Rising Breath membership if you need some guidance on this, because I'm definitely someone who I like to listen to a guided practice while I'm going through my breath work. And then using the different sounds within the back of your throat, like voo, hum, singing, gargling, anything to help really Uh, activate the vagus nerve, and then cold exposure, dunking your face in water, trying a cold plunge, trying a cold shower, 30 seconds to three minutes. That's all you need to feel that rush of endorphins after the cold exposure. And what I've come to understand through all of my research and my own practice when it comes to regulating your nervous system is that the more you practice regulating your nervous system, the more balanced that you're going to feel in all areas of your life. So not just within your physical body, but within your relationships, within your career, uh, within your finances. Because again, stress really does affect us in all areas of our life. And the more that we can build up this sense of inner faith, first within our own bodies, and then of course, to our connection to God, the more resilient we're going to feel through life. And it's been a huge blessing and really understanding this deep into mind body connection for myself. And even the last few months of really just being um, quite committed and intentional with these practices and just making it a part of my day to the point where I don't really have to think about it anymore. So when you can get to that point, that's incredible. And just remembering that there are no quick fixes when it comes to really deepening the healing of your physical body, you need to stay committed and stay consistent and just make it a part of your journey and make it fun. If you make it homework and something that you dread, then it's not going to happen and you're going to be resentful towards it and it's only going to create more stress in your life. And we want these practices to feel good. We want them to feel encouraging and motivating and nourishing. And when we can really shift our mindset around that piece and just add them in when we can and not beat ourselves up if we don't get in a full 10-minute breathwork practice for the day, for example, just allowing that to be okay and not adding more internal stress because I think that's really common as well when it comes to our self-care, just letting it be easy, letting it be effortless, letting it be fun. That's really what I found to be the key to staying very consistent with all of these practices. So I hope that some of this has served you today. I hope you have a deeper understanding 
understanding of where you may be dysregulated, where that may be stemming from, how you can begin deepening your healing by self-regulating and adding some of these tools into your routine. And if you have any questions for me, of course, let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Sam underscore Calwart. Shoot me an email. I'll leave that below and I would love to hear from you. So with that, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and I look forward to being back with you here very soon.